Okay, I'm here in the office of the spiritual magnetism maestro, uh, a new friend, someone I'm living with, and someone I've reached out to multiple times because of their work in emceeing dance parties. I'm so happy to be in your space, and we're just returning from the gym, so hell yeah to that. Fist bump. <laughs> And yeah, since I've known you, Carlos, you've you've made this shift into really helping people unlock their inner joy. You've you've moved from creating external joy to helping people with that inner joy. But tell us, as a facilitator, what sort of experiences, workshops, sessions have you led? What's your style of facilitation? So I've done many things. I I mean, I think where it all started, like holding space for people, was when I b- became a yoga instructor. And what I found is is that my favorite moments in the yoga were where I kind of let go of, like, performing as what I thought was, like, the copy and paste yogi. Uh-huh. And gave myself permission to kind of, like, be in what I would call this, like, feminine flow and mm. art where I'm, like, listening on the inside and like trusting just what wants to come out and um eventually i started doing retreats with this human connection company that no longer exists that i won't mention the name of but i was doing retreats with them helping people process shame learn how to like freestyle rap in front of each other and be messy that's a high level of expression necessary Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And just uh, helping people kind of unfold in that way. And then after the retreats, I started being invited by people to like MC um, this event called Daybreaker that is internationally known. And Miami is probably the second biggest one. And it started off. Well, actually, I started off leading meditations and closing ceremonies for them which is actually my favorite thing to do, believe it or not, even though I MC for them more than anything, um, is to lead the closing ceremony that's like an integration sort of mm. of the experience and how we're going to show up, how, how we've changed because of it. It's my favorite part. And it's the most important part of our work as facilitators is the integration, is encouraging our participants to reflect on what behavioral or mental changes they want to make moving forward right exactly right like how is this how is this new learning going to shift the way that i operate in the day-to-day mundane i think that's like way more important than like the peak experience itself mm-hmm. and um and i started emceeing daybreaker though to answer your question and i started off as like a substitute for the head MC, and then eventually I became the head MC of Daybreaker Miami, and it's been really cool. Um, and alongside all of this, like I'm building my private practice as a one-on-one life coach, and it started off as very general life coaching, but what I find is like my niche, so to speak, found me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really choose this niche, <laughs> and. Um, it's, it's around helping people unlock their, what I call like personal magnetism, um, around is that 
related to like the Japanese concept of ikigai or life purpose or passion? Like how, how would it relate to those words? Right. I don't, um, I don't necessarily subscribe a lot to this idea of like life purpose because I feel Mm. like our life purpose is to exist as we are and say yes to ourselves. It's not necessarily based off of like achievement or income or, career right i think that's just kind of like my belief and i could be wrong please take this with a grain of salt and filter it through your own genius i sometimes believe that people like this idea of purpose is almost like this post-colonial idea that like keeps Mm. us working and keeps us working and keeps us working Um, i i resonate a lot more with service mm -hmm. how are we being of service and what i think matters the most is how are we being of ser- service now? That's mine. We're, we're drinking some sodas right now. <laughs> <laughs> some sparkling waters because we care so much about health. So why don't we cheers to health for a second? Cheers. I think the service that nourishes us the most is service in real life in our local communities. And that's how we're wired. And this is why I'm such an advocate for, you know, communal dance floors being as common as communal tennis courts, right? Um, but I just want to jump back to Daybreaker. I'm, I'm curious about Daybreaker. What do you think is the secret sauce of Daybreaker in unlocking that that joy and that connection? I think the secret sauce, especially <laughs> for, for the MC, um, is to help people like relax into who they are Mm. i used to think that as an mc i needed to like perform as a hype man and what i found is is that people feel safer in their expression when you can view your expression as enough and just let that be what you show on the mic right Mm. so instead of like forcing myself to be like, all right, everybody jump when like in that moment, it just didn't really feel like my inner fuck. Yeah. So to speak, yeah, I was more doing it like, okay, this is what MCs do. They tell people to do this. Right. Um, (laughs) what I find is like when I'm allowing myself to be safe, to exist on a microphone, being watched by a lot of people, and just trusting what comes out of my mouth that actually can help people get there as well it's kind of like i like to imagine it i think some people call it nervous system co-regulation but the way i literally Mm. imagine it is like if we have like this vibe or this field around us that when i feel safe in my own field i'm projecting that outward and other people start to like attune to it or like match that energy 100 percent, yeah your the state of your nervous system gets amplified through the microphone through your voice and through the attention that the audience has on you and everyone else experiences that and it's like the the microphone and the attention amplifies the signal of your aura and so everyone else feels that you're chill and you're like able you know i self-deprecate all the time i'll not say things correctly i'm not worried about grammar i'm not worried about seeming articulate i'm just a complete goofball yeah 
Yeah, and even like messing up on the microphone too. I used to like freak out about that. <laughs> but what I've realized too is is like I mean, even the like the coaches, influencers, facilitators, whatever that I look up to and that I admire, the moments that I felt like most connected to them were like ironically sometimes the moments that they made like a mistake in front of me and i think so many people especially when it comes to self-expression they block their own like magnetic embodied unique self-expression because they they try and follow like a rule book of what that's supposed to look like yeah well i'd imagine a lot of people's self-expression is hindered by their avoidance of messiness fallibility and clum clumsiness and um yeah fragmented communication as well right uh we're worried we're, we're over correcting to avoid that that natural human variability <laughs> yeah and uh there was a quote i read recently yeah. and i'm gonna butcher it but like we're not perfect, like we're sacks of flesh with teeth or something like that Ugh. was the quote. But the premise of the quote was that like um, there's moments where we're decaying and we're awkward and like our shit stinks a little extra and we have body yeah. odor, you know, and like our breath stinks and everything feels heavy and monotonous yeah. and boring and or depressing or angry or anxious ridden out of nowhere and then there's moments where we feel like blissed out like if jesus farted into a glass and fed it to us through an <laughs> iv or some shit like blissed out like inspired creative we smell good we look good we feel hot and that's never like going to change um and you know when we can like stop the and there's performing that's like like conscious and powerful right like i'm performing as an actor on stage in a theater because i'm showing this aspect of the human psyche and it's very intentional yep. and then there's performing because you think that like who you are is not enough that's mm. like per that's what i call like performative self-expression and it completely blocks people's like magnetic vibes so to speak people become the opposite of magnetic when they're doing that when they're like let's say you're you're going through like a phase of depression which is very real for some people and like just you don't know why everything's going well but your body just feels extra heavy and you don't feel like socializing and you want to go inward and not really hang out with people if you're shaming yourself for that not only are you prolonging the experience right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're also uh, and 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 if you're faking that you're not and this doesn't mean like cry in front of everybody that's not what yeah. i'm saying but it's like it's it's the difference between like I'm sitting in a social situation and like maybe I disagree with what somebody's saying. But in that moment, I don't really want to tell them that I disagree. So mm -hmm. instead of following this rule book of expression that I'm like supposed to disagree with them because that's authentic. Mm. I'm like mm. being authentic to myself and being like, actually, I don't have the energy right now to like disagree with him. So I'm not going to. And like that's w which is more authentic, following the rule book of authenticity or like listening to your yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a really important question for our well-being, because oftentimes we don't do things. We we excuse acts of our highest 
version of ourself. And, and we might be able to justify based on that, right? And so, so I'm, I totally agree. At times, I, uh, my body is just not ready to do something. And particularly in this stage of my life, sometimes I just don't want to socialize and I won't go out and I'll hermit and I'll write on LinkedIn instead. However, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was in a sauna for three hours. And the reason why I was in a sauna for so long is because I was in there having a wonderful conversation with someone. And every time a thought came into my head, I want to leave this sauna, the value, one of my core values of vulnerability and what that means to me is creating a sense of joy and belonging for others. Like that's what vulnerability is to me. It's, it's, it's all about creating joy and, and belonging for others. That popped into my head and I was like, oh, I can handle this. My body can handle this. I want to be here to live out my values and connect. And so what I find happens often in my world is I, my body will not want to do something but then my highest version of myself steps in and speaks to me. And it's, it's like God, Jack, you know, the one, the one that's on the dance floor spreading joy to everyone, just beaming light and energy to everyone. Like that is God, God Jack. Mm-hmm. And he's usually like, oh no, like go out. This is important for your career. Go to the gym because you're health conscious go to sleep now because you're a sleep hacker, right? So this constant um, reminding myself of my values often uh, takes over the authenticity response because I think authenticity and embodiment are one and the same. Yeah, this is, I love this conversation because there's a different texture to it, right? There's like my higher self or my future self, whatever it is, you know, the part of you that has your inner genius, they will often invite you into an iteration or an action or a step or a piece of clothing, whatever, that makes your body feel a little unsafe. Mm. but the texture yep. of this is like this is like a yummy one of my coaches uh her name's simone she says it, amazing woman um she goes if it's like a yummy invitation from your higher self out of discomfort that's amazing but if you're making yourself feel uncomfortable because you should and are supposed to follow the rule book of like well i'm always supposed to be uncomfortable and constantly be growing then that's not really a yummy invitation from your higher self that's like a being a good little boy and a good little girl and following the rules it's it's shaming ourselves into taking action is that right a hundred percent and it's like if i don't do this i'm not enough right amen and it's like your higher self like thinks you're enough whether you think you're enough or not if you decide to not do what your higher self tells you to do and you feel like shit about it your higher self still loves you like your future self still like Okay, I want people, like, just think of the, um, and imagine the concept of the future self. Mm -hmm. Like, 
imagine that the future self is something that already exists. Like it already exists. It's just the thing that's bridging you between you and that sort of circumstance mm. is time. So mm -hmm. it already happened. So even if you decided today, you know what? My, I just future self i know you're inviting me to you gave the example of the sauna so i'm just going to go into that like stay in the sauna for an extra two hours because <laughs> my nervous system feels fried today so i'm going to say no to that that that's not you pushing away your manifestations or your goals yeah. that's you just honoring your body in the moment and there's there's that balance right because then there's sometimes that your body will tell you like to stay comfortable uh -huh. because you're not capable of but it's like always tune into the reason why you're doing something like are you doing something because of a conscious based value like you gave yeah, the value yeah. or are you doing something because you think you can't handle it or you know i'm actually not gonna go out because you know like i didn't get enough rest like i'm not gonna go to that i'm, I'm not gonna i'm gonna cancel on my session with my client today because you know i didn't I just don't feel that good. Like th those reasons aren't, are kind of shitty, like for lack of a better word, but it's like, if, if my reasons why I'm doing or not doing something are like more intrinsic, intrinsic meaning like it's based off of a value that I chose or it, it's, it's something like, oh, it's because I choose this and I want this and that's the only reason that matters. Like the energy, I'm sure you listening to this, if you really tuned into your body while I was talking, you felt the difference in the vibe of like that reason why versus like, oh, well, I just don't feel like it today. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I also coach clients one-on-one -on -one and there are days where I just don't feel like showing up for the session. And I'm like, that's cute, but we've got a mission to do. And my values right now are more important. And mm. after this session, we can do whatever we can go sit on the couch and eat some ice cream. If that's what you want to do or play video games or whatever, fine. That's awesome. But like when it comes to like the mission that I've chosen, there's no there's no saying no to the higher self like mm -hmm. in especially when it's like with when another person has invested in the service so to speak yeah yeah to summarize this conversation about the guidance from the highest self i think it's really important to tune in to your body and to assess whether or not you're justifying not doing something um, because of like a lower consciousness, uh, reason or, um, whether it's a very conscious aligned reason. And I think when we pause, when, when our body's telling us to, to not do something, um, we can assess whether that, that impulse is, is, justifiable or not and just kind of being a little skeptical of it at times is really healthy the second thing i want to say is when we don't feel like doing something like the definition of discipline is doing something when you don't feel like doing something and the definition of grit and the definition of loyalty to a cause the definition of you know integrity all of these definitions are related 
to doing something even when you're not feeling like it, mm. following your word even when you're not feeling like it, right? And so I want to, you know, express some caution about just living life based on your somatic impulses and, and what feels right because you can't really be in integrity with your word if you live that way. Um, because sometimes our bodies are super dysregulated. So f- do you have any uh, summarizations and then let's get into the questions about spreading joy? Totally. Uh, I love what you just said because there's also that part that will always show up when we're showing up for our art or our mission or whatever it is that we're creating in this planet. That I mean, it's a force that some people call resistance. And resistance is a very natural response that happens in the human nervous system when we're doing something that we've never done before, right? So this might show up as like, if, you, if you're not someone who's like a public speaker that's confident on public speaking, then you might have like a stress response before public speaking. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. That actually like, like if you want to do it and you're having that response, that's a good sign of like where you'd most grow if you just did it anyways, right? So there's definitely nuance. There's so much, so much, so much nuance to like the somatic intuition, higher self, what's right and what's wrong. And I think what really takes the pressure off is like even if you make a decision that is fear-based, like let's say, let's say I was going to have a public uh, speech or I was going to record a podcast and I felt the resistance, the stress response, and I agreed with it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. What happens after that inside the body and the soul and the psyche is like so sacred. Like you will know that like you made a decision from fear. You'll know, you'll know, you won't stop thinking about it for everyone. It's different. Right. And that process that painful process will redirect you back into what people call alignment. So this is why I don't really like buy into like, like constantly following alignment. I really do believe that we're always in alignment. And, and when, when we're in pain because we're, we're off the path of our higher self, whatever that means, that pain is designed to make us bounce back the same way like the bumpers on a bowling ball alley will bounce back the bowling ball right and if the bowling ball had feelings it would probably feel hurt every time like it would probably feel pain when it bumps against the bumpers and that pain redirects it back to the center straight to the bowling ball to the Mm. bowling uh pins (laughs) so to speak so yes just Take messy action, even if it's the wrong action or right action. In fact, the more wrong you are, the more right you'll be. Ultimately, uh, fail fast gets us to the answer as quickly as possible because what we think is reality usually isn't reality. And when we experiment and go and experience and try things out, that's when we have an objective picture of what the landscape is. Nassim Taleb says, the map is not the terrain. And so the more we kind of embrace that discomfort of, of failing, the more we're going to get an accurate picture of the terrain. And um, so I, I just want to summarize this with a tool. And I really think it's when we are justifying when, when we find ourselves making excuses or justifying a certain behavior, 
simply pause and ask yourself what the highest version of yourself, what actions would the highest version of yourself be doing? And just pausing and reflecting on that um, may prevent you from eating, eating certain food, drinking alcohol, uh, writing a post on Facebook that's filled with negativity, right? Like, this is a powerful tool that I use regularly for, for unlocking joy in my human connections, in my body, right? So this is meta. So let's jump into the topic of Joy Lab, which is unlocking joy in our lives and communities. So four tools. I first want to ask you, what is one tool that you regularly use to unlock joy in groups? In groups, you said? In groups of humans. <sighs> like if I'm facilitating? Oh, it's a great question. Freestyle. <laughs> oh, yeah? Freestyle. Okay. So, like, uh, freestyle rapping or freestyle singing or, like, sort of spoken wording. Okay. That, for some reason, that just t stops time, it feels like, and almost always brings smiles or, like, people start hyping each other up. So, um, one of the things I do the most while I'm emceeing is I start rapping over whatever song is playing <laughs> or even singing and just something about it works. <laughs> it, it just works. I couldn't explain to you exactly what it is, except that it feels really good while I'm doing it. And I think it's just so vulnerable and courageous yep. Yep. that when people look at that, they're like, oh, that's cool. Let me hype him up. And because they're hyping me up, like, they feel connected to another human and they see other humans are hyping the same human up. And it's like, it's connection. I just mm. see it as connection mm. for sure. Mm. Lovely. And, you know, a lot of people are not ready for that level of expression. And I often see ciphers, right? That's what the term is for a group of people freestyling in a circle usually I usually see the musicians dominate and the people who have no experience they're just audience members and I'm always trying to prevent that dynamic the performer audience dynamic as a facilitator so I'm wondering uh, if you have any tips on getting people who haven't tried freestyling to do it yes I love this question so one thing I learned from when I used to facilitate like freestyle circles and I may I would manage to almost every time get every person to go Whoa. even if they've never played an instrument or sang a song in their life and the one thing that like I always go to is as a facilitator messing up on purpose like actually kind of sounding like oh, shit wow to like show people like yeah you can sound like shit it doesn't matter i also whenever somebody's uh whenever somebody is like hesitating towards trying something it's because it feels unsafe so i like to think of like the spectrum of where people are and like their musical ability and like if i was like 
never played an instrument in my life, never danced in my life, like raised in a family that hated music and fun, right? Like <laughs> what would be like a one to 2% like expansion for them? And I'll mm. speak to that and just kind of go up and I'll even give examples. Like I'll be like, you don't have to rhyme. You don't have to, um, you don't have to make any sense. You can talk about gibberish and then I'll just make sounds. I'll make weird sounds that aren't even words in while I'm explaining the rules and there's a beat playing wow. in the background and it's like, so uh, you can hum, you can snap your fingers. Your body's also an instrument, like find what feels like a one to 2% stretch for you and let that be enough. And like, then as they start to see people jump in and then they start to see people jumping in and messing up that have never done it before, then they're like, Oh, now I gotta do it. You know? And that kind of pressure, like just kind of creates that alchemy where it's not like performer, um, and people watching. Yeah. Like everyone's Uh, participating, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So joy in our relationships, is there a tool that, you've come across in life that has helped you unlock that yeah oh my god yeah um for me probably the number one thing is to like be aware of like when i feel resentment towards someone Mm. and i'm not talking to them about it so if i look at the person and I'm like secretly mad at them for something they did. And I never told them that that bothered me like Mm. being willing to take the emotional risk of talking about that and being okay with being wrong about it. Mm. So what I I might even frame the conversation as like, Hey, this feels a little edgy for me to share, but I'm just going to take a risk and share it. And I'll literally say that I'll say exactly what you just heard me say. And then I'll say the thing messy, imperfect. And then I'll be like, Oh, like that was so uncomfortable but that's just what it is. And I'm willing to be wrong about it. Let's talk. And the, I'm willing to be wrong. Like ending with that just disarms it. I don't know. It like, it's like, Oh, this isn't a combat. This is a collaboration. It's not me versus you. It's how can we create a win win rather than a win lose. And that is, that's been the number one tool. And to actually like be onto myself. Like when I'm like, resenting someone and avoiding a conversation being like yo homie like it's time to walk your talk like go tell them what you're not saying because if you secretly resent someone you think that you're helping them by avoiding the conversation but now everything that they do irks you so you've completely disconnected from being able to see the nuances of their genius now you only see resentment splashed over them like red paint Right. Mm. Except you're the your your eyes are the ones that are painted in red, not their body. Right. So like that, you know, it hurts people when you're not when you're like withholding your truth from them in that way, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And when we are resisting sharing something with someone, it's it's really difficult to experience joy and excitement with them it's almost like the emotional contagion for positive emotions is suddenly gone right yeah there there's just a barrier to both there's a barrier to empathy right 
So I, I love that. And that phrase that you included, this is edgy for me to share. I'd like to share it. What was the other phrase? This is edgy yeah. for me to share this and I'm willing to be wrong. Right, right, right. So um, I'll frame it as like, hey, I need to talk to you about something that feels a little edgy for me right now. And it doesn't have to be mm. exactly that. Like you can say it feels risky for me to share or I feel vulnerable sharing this, but I need to share it. Like whatever feels natural for you, for me, the edgy thing just feels really natural. Mm. And then the thing, the mm -hmm. thing and sharing it messy, letting it be messy. And then at the end, just kind of being like, yeah, I, I, I'm willing to be wrong about this, but I wanted to open the container with you or I'm mm. willing to be wrong about this. Just what are your thoughts? Like, I love the, what are your thoughts question? Yeah. Oh, so good. No, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah. Oftentimes when we clear out the resentments, we create a lot of space for joy. So this is, this is fantastic. Now, in your body, you know, optimizing your physiology so that you can unlock joy in your body. Do you have a tool or practice? Yeah, my number before I even share exactly what I say, because I think when it comes to health, I know I used to do this. I used to be like, that's a great tip, but I can't afford it right now. And I understand that sometimes that's challenging. So I'm going to speak to that as well. But um, the number one tip I can give is like, do what you can with what you have right now. There's always something you can mm -hmm. do. So like if you can't afford the grass fed, whatever meat or the wild salmon, then get the freaking farmed one or whatever and focus on what you can do okay i can chew my food slower that's free i can take deep breaths throughout the day i can walk and get some sun and some vitamin d baby you know so um yeah th there's so many tools i love movement so i'll, I'll speak to movement diet and i'll see what comes up right after just that. just share one tool and maybe one of those categories okay one specific thing that maybe you do um that not a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, every single day I and I recently moved to a place that's really dark, so this one's hard for me to do sometimes, but I'm finding a way <laughs> is to get at least like 30 minutes of sun a day. Mm. Yeah, on yeah. my skin, no yeah. shirt, baby. And uh f for the boys and for the women and for the theys as well, actually, get some sun on those nads too. Yeah. Like get some sun in between the legs where the sun don't shine, baby. Go because nads. Yeah, he literally. <laughs> the nads. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> me speaking in slang, assuming everyone can understand me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So get some sun where the sun don't shine. There's, you know, I'm not a scientist, so Google it, but there are studies that show that it's really good for hormone production. Oh, yeah. And just entire regulation of the body to get sun in those areas. That is so wonderful and so evolutionary of you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So finally, our mentality, our mindset, what's happening in our minds. Is there a tool that you use to unlock joy through the mind? Yeah. What immediately comes up for me is like notice positive self-talk yeah just say <laughs> write affirmations and say them 11 <laughs> times and then turn clockwise three times no I'm <laughs> um light sage while you're at it all these things are beautiful by the way 
it's just anyways that's a whole nother podcast episode but <laughs> the tool uh that i that really resonates with sharing with me right now because it's what's really helping me is mm. notice where the not enough sort of like little demon or imp is like cleverly sneaking through in your life mm. not doing enough i didn't get enough sleep I didn't eat enough. I self-judgment. Yeah, I anywhere where you just hear that phrase not enough and question it. Just mm. be skeptical of it. Mm. Because not enough like just in a nutshell, I my theory is is that listening to and agreeing with that voice is the reason why the planet is being raped and pillaged every mm. day and mm -hmm. why you know people who are hoarding money more like more 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 not enough not enough not enough i need more more profit i need more botox more botox yeah exactly right anything but it could even show up with things that sound really amazing like i'm not eating healthy enough that used to be a big one for me and it turned into like orthorexia and eating wow. disorder uh i'm not i used to do a lot of like uh, psychoactive substances i still sometimes do whatever but like before i was like it was like problematic my voice would say hey it's not hitting you enough and it sounds mm -hmm. super noble like it sounds like a great idea but it's it always led to more consequences so mm. anytime i've made a decision listening to that voice it's always given me like a result that i didn't like so, so tell us what you actually do when you notice one of these thoughts appear in your head. Yeah. Okay. I'll give the example of I didn't sleep enough, which, you know, of course, getting great sleep is fucking powerful and amazing. Right. But let's just say last night I was tossing and turning. And I was. I only slept four or five I'm, hours. I'm quite angry at myself. Yeah. You know, I am solely responsible Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay, but what you just—I am at fault okay. for not sleeping well. <laughs> you literally took the words out of my mouth. What you just did is exactly what people would do if they're listening to the not enough voice if they didn't sleep enough, right? So instead of just being like, "Okay, I slept five hours," which is a fact, it's actually a fact. The voice is saying, I didn't sleep enough, which could also be a fact depending on like what research study you're looking at, right? Yeah. But which one feels neutral in your body? Mm. I mm. slept five hours or I didn't sleep and I didn't get enough hours of sleep. Which one is relaxing you more? Which one is agitating you more? Hmm. Can, I, can I add one more? Yeah. I... I'm a bad person and I am lazy because I didn't sleep enough versus I slept five hours and I want to sleep more hours for my health. You know what I'm saying? Even as you spoke, like I got the chills mm. and I felt a little open with the yeah. second version. Yeah. And then the first version, I felt like constriction and heaviness in my body. This like understanding that the sentences in our brain are either constricting us or expanding us. That's like the one thing that changed my fucking life. And I like to, to not overwhelm people. I'd r I like to like get people to focus on like, 
um, detoxing the not enoughness from their body mm. and just know mm. and start with noticing. Maybe you don't even change your response to it, but just notice how many times you say not enough throughout the day that I'm not getting enough love from my partner. I'm not making enough money. I'm not, I didn't practice enough hours, my mm. creative art. Yeah. Like, and just notice like what your life could potentially look like if you just deleted reacting to those statements and agreeing with them mm, i'm mm. still working on it y'all like <laughs> every day <gasps> oh it's a practice yeah <laughs> true change comes from acceptance of where we're at and uh i also want to say that it's okay to want to be better but if our motive is from a place of shame mm. and a place of not enoughness, then we're never going to be happy. You're like that not enoughness is going to continue mm -hmm. because it's a neuro circuit. And whenever you reach your financial target or you have three super hot partners, because that's what you had as the idea of happiness, you're still going to feel not enough because you've reinforced that neuro pattern for all of your life right <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah this is literally probably one of my favorite things to talk about in like my work and my content whatever is like just how destroying to ourselves that is and how like you know you'll get to a point at least this happened to me but i you know i had the shredded body right i was having the sex i had all the cool supposed friends yeah i was an entrepreneur in network marketing and this and that and, and i had so many followers on tiktok and i was absolutely fucking miserable and <laughs> i was like wow yo this is this the only reason this is happening is because i'm listening to the not enough voice instead of being like actually no if it was enough what would i do mm. now that's the voice that i'm constantly trying to calibrate to yeah you know and it's working and sometimes i'm human and i forget yeah right i mean if you've been not enoughing on yourself like your entire life like understand and, and it's not just you it's your ancestors too like that's a pattern that if you're breaking now you're like an active part of human evolution right you're you're going against all those forces so like give yourself a little grace and like choose choose like actually no i'm gonna see what happens if i stop listening to the not enough voice and closed my laptop today when it told me I'm not doing enough and rested instead. Mm. What mm. might happen there? Oof. Y'all, I'm dropping codes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've met some people who are so hard on themselves and they get after it and they discipline themselves hard and some of it's from a place of shame. Um, and so I think one thing we need to be wary of is whether we're talking about well-being or whether we're talking about achievement. Because I think if you want to pursue high achievement, then you can have these beliefs. You can believe you're not enough. And you can talk down to yourself and that might actually work mm -hmm. but once you get to that achievement and once you get there um it's gonna require some mental uh a mental decluttering right 
because it's going to stay with you and um, you will, it, it'll be hard to slow down. Ooh. So powerful. Carlos, uh, share with us some final words of wisdom or anything that's alive right now or from this conversation. And if you want to uh, share with us where you live on TikTok, oh, <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll be, it'll be in the uh, show notes. But if there's any requests you have of the audience. Yeah. Uh, my request to each and every one of you, <laughs> all right, is that you consider the possibility that love in relationships, a sense of purpose in your career, and a relationship with yourself, even health, right? Like health and wellness, fitness, right? Like all these, uh, having the body of your dreams, all of that can be easy. And what I mean by that is not that there's not going to be like discipline involved, but like, like you don't have to prove yourself to feel enough or prove yourself to feel love, like love and enoughness and sufficiency is just a fact of life, whether you believe it or not. Like it exists even when you don't believe it, you know, like find friends that you don't have to perform or pretend around. Find a partner that celebrates you in your shadow and your light with just as much fucking conviction. Find a career that like fucking tickles your armpits and nipples to like get up, you know, and a career that also honors like if you have depression or ADHD or some sort of neurodiversity, right? create a system that honors that rather than trying to force yourself to fit into the mold that works only for one kind of brain. Like there's like we are born with a natural flow, ease and magnetism that abundance can come to abundance of money, joy, etc. If we say yes to it and stop doing the supposed to's and shoulds, baby magnetism. Boom. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. And like, uh, if you want to connect with me on social, only do it if it's a full body fuck yes, not because you're supposed to or should. <laughs> um, but I'm at Carlos de la Playa. It'll be in the show notes on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. I also have Twitter, which is de la Playa Carlos. But, you know, follow me where your heart most guides you to. Cheers to the magnetism of being enough. Cheers, mate.